Welcome back to another episode of the wonderful DR Studio ZSL podcast. And today is another mini lesson. That's right, people. We're getting into another wonderful mini lesson for this TOEFL as usual. You guys already know that I bring it here on Wednesdays as usual. And again, I haven't already done the mini lesson 1.6 on the 23rd of last month. And now we are uh, basically getting into oh, another set of this mini lesson in regards to idioms. This is going to help you with your overall TOEFL ITP listening course, which is available in its totality right now on my website in the description down below. Well, not necessarily my website just yet. That's being uh, currently worked on, but you guys could uh, go onto my Podia website and be able to purchase that very, very easy in the description down below. So here we go. Mini lesson. Huh. Look like. That means to resemble. So he kind of looks like her. He looks like him. Um, You know, when I first came here to Thailand, uh, a lot of people would refer to me as Barack Obama. And it was kind of funny. I was like, okay, Barack Obama. Then I think there was one or two people that call me either Chris Rock or Chris Tucker, which is quite similar. A couple of other people that call me Eddie Murphy. Uh, I've had people call me Wakanda, you know, Black Panther. Rest in peace, Chadwick Bosman, an incredible human being. Um, and, you know, I, it, it, it's good to, you, you know, with these types of, I wouldn't even consider it a stereotype because stereotypes are mostly bad. But I loved it. Anytime they say I look like Barack Obama, I'm like, okay, so that means I'm actually good. Now, if they say, oh, you look like a gangster. Holy fuck. <laughs> that is racist. No, anyways. So anyways, look like you guys understand how this works. That means to resemble somebody. All right. Look out for means to be careful. Okay. Look over means to examine. Could you please look over this proposal? You guys may have heard that on my Business English podcast. You're going to hear a hell of a lot more of it coming up very, very soon. Look up means to find information. Look up to means to respect. I still remember one of my job interviews back in 2012 when I went to the worst hotel in the world, Caesars Palace out there in Las Vegas on the Las Vegas Strip. Uh, and you had the, uh, the three most stern-faced parasites of society just staring at me and it's so funny when I look uh if there's someone who I look up to I look up to myself today for being able to overcome the things I've had to overcome literally by myself uh it, you know and going up against uh, racial discrimination and having to face it both in uh, not both in schools in public neighbors you in, in in my workplace you name it right so I look up to me but going back to the interview uh, they asked me, and it was the final question, so weird, who do you look up to and why? And I'm like, wow, you're a hotel and you're asking these little baby questions. And it's so funny, for some reason at the time, I said, oh, I look up to Dr. Cornell West. And he was, he's an African-American, was an, uh, well, was a Harvard professor, but he's an Af he, at the time, was an African-American Harvard professor. And the reason why I looked up to him was just being able to be a colored individual, to be able to be a professor at Harvard is monumental, given the track record of that specific university, having been uh, open for almost 400 years and them having a, a very egregious way of treating colored individuals back in the day. But nonetheless, it's all good. You know, you live and you learn. But it's funny because I don't really, uh, again, looking up to people, 
I don't look up to someone and you know like that, but there are people who inspire me. I don't look up to them. I look up to me because hell, I'm my own superhero in my own story. And you should be your own superhero in your own story too. There are people to look up to. You know, I do love Brendan Bashar, Napoleon Hill, you know, rest in peace for many decades already. Uh, Dell Carnegie, um, Lisa Nichols. Uh, she was another person who I looked up to about six years ago, Jack Canfield, stuff like that. These are more of the gurus. Bob Proctor, these are more of the gurus of personal development from the 80s, 90s, and 2000s. A lot of people would know Jim Rohn and Zig Ziglar. I never really watched them. Uh, but, you know, now, uh, you know, looking up to, you know, Brendan Bouchard and Eric Thomas, who I listened to religiously between 2020 and 2021. Now I'm just like really on to high performance right now and stuff. But that's who you, that's how you look up to. That means to respect someone, to admire someone, make a fool of oneself. Act embarrassingly. Now, this happens both indirect and direct. Direct and indirect. You know, I made a fool of myself, and I was just thinking about this yesterday. It's so funny that this idiom came up. Um, back in reading class in sixth grade, uh, 22 years ago, um, I remember, unbeknownst and completely oblivious, I had sat on some coffee, some spilled coffee in the cafeteria, didn't even know that I had, you know, sat down on some spilled coffee. Until in my second period reading class, I had gotten up in Aris Perkins. He is, you know what? Someone who didn't live up to his own expectations, but uh, I went to kindergarten with him. Uh, I wouldn't say I was very close to him. He went to my elementary school, my middle school, my high school. We ran on the same track and field team uh and so many other things but let's just going back to sixth grade before he ended up realizing I was this big track and field hurdler back in high school he was an asshole uh and I remember I stood up and he said oh he shitted on himself I said what and everyone laughed and I look at my shirt which was white and there was a big brown stain on it and I'm like what what is this coffee but oh my God, I was completely embarrassed. I had to walk around with my uh, with my shirt tucked in, uh, my shorts the remainder of the day. <laughs> I indirectly have made a fool of myself, people. That's it. <sighs> Whatever. Anyways, I love stories. Do you? Okay, make a point. Okay, make a point out. That means to make a special effort. Make ends meet. That means to balance a budget. I hate this idiom so much because I do believe that people subconsciously, they don't even know, but they're living check to check, just making ends meet. I come from a family uh, where making ends meet was all we did. You know, when those income tax checks and the tax season came around, my mother got that money and she spent it within a few months. We didn't know how to become financially educated. We just knew how to spend. And it's crazy because with my family, what ended up happening was I said to myself, you know what? In 2007, after my first year of college, I said, I'm going to start saving money. I don't know what for, but I'm going to start saving money. And so when I ended up saving money, I ended up being frowned upon in my family because they're like, oh, you're selfish. You're not using your money. I'm like, yeah, the, if you don't use your money, that's called saving your money. I don't do what you do. I'm not a compulsive gambler. 
I'm not someone who goes out partying. I'm saving my money. And I just thought I was saving for a rainy day. Next, you know, I woke up one day, I booked a trip to Australia in 2009. And three months later, went to go visit my friend at the time, Satomi Nakagawa of Kyoto, Japan. Yeah, visited her. And to be honest with you, I was, and again, I did have some hard times, you know, being a college student and whatnot. There were some times where fell a little bit high, you know, behind in terms of finances, but boy, and especially living out here in Thailand, probably about, oh my God, as, as, as ooh, two goddamn years ago, having those hard times and those financial hardships, although two years ago really wasn't much, I would have to say nine years ago, having $10 to my name. Oh yeah. Yeah. But I'm going to give you this last story before I move on. I'm sorry for always storytelling, but I still remember a really critical era, uh, not error, a uh, really critical moment in my life was when I had a friend at the time, his name was Rocky. And I remember I asked him when I was taking some transportation, public transportation to go into Bangkok. I said, Rocky, hey, listen, um, I got the job. I got the money. But what now? Is this what happens when you finally make it? It's because at that time I wasn't growing mentally. I said, okay, I'm making this amount of money. I'm making some good money. I thought I believed at the time, but I just said, well, let me just stop stretching, stop growing, stop doing this. Little did I know I was in my own story trying to overcome so much of the horrendousness. Yes, I literally just made that into a noun of what society was throwing at me as a beautiful latte, cappuccino, skin-possessing individual. And so it was that rite of passage. I remember I joined Tough Mudder and I'm getting a little bit off the beaten path. And you know, because I was talking about making ends meet, meaning balancing the budget and everything. But I can tell you right now, when I finally broke myself physically and I had to grow mentally for those last five kilometers in Tough Mudder, climbing up hills all by myself, it was me versus me. And when I came back and within three months, I started my first ever podcast, January 3rd of 2016. And almost half a million downloads, if you include all the podcasts I've done with my personal development podcast, now more than a half million downloads. Uh, whoa, I ended up becoming uh, I ended up becoming the hero of my own story. You know, instead of just making ends meet, I always ask myself, how can I continue to serve and grow as an individual? Because when we're when we're not growing, that's it. We feel discontent. We feel complacency. And so, of course, I could go on and on, but I'm going to stop it right there. You guys should join. Yeah, check out my ESL podcast page because I post a lot of oh, oh, the Arsenio Buck Show podcast page or follow the, the podcast over there because I talk a lot about high performance and stuff. But nonetheless, let's make it. Let's leave it right there. To make ends meet, meaning living check to check, you know, basically living off the money that comes in. And then when COVID came knocking on the door, what happened? That was the end. That was the end for a lot of people, unfortunately. Suicide rates had skyrocketed across the continent of Asia and other places too, because they couldn't make ends meet. And so you never want to live on that little. You want to continue growing as an individual to make more. And the more you serve, the more you grow, the more you earn. So in saying that makes sense of, to, be, uh, to make it logical. It's very hard to make sense. And I'll just leave it right here. Uh, it's very hard to make sense of what is happening in Ukraine right now.
And that's all I'll say, because I have people from obviously, uh, you know, different countries that listen to me. And I know the people who do listen to me from those different countries. Uh, they are beautiful individuals and whatnot. And it's, it's very hard to, it's, it's very hard to even fathom. How have we not learned from anything of the past? War. <laughs> who wins? Mass casualty, civilians, babies, women. I mean, I just don't understand how all, like, what, what is to, what is the point? Did you not understand what happened in World War II and the Cold War and World War I and everything that happened? Like, oh man, just, just dumbfounded to the absolute max. I just, boy, 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 human beings, boy. <laughs> Anyways, I guess that's just only a, 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 a whatever. I'll just leave it there. So let's keep it going. Make up to invent, <laughs> to make up things. I love that. I love that a lot, okay? Um, I love making up stuff. And you know, a lot of people just say, you know what? You make up a lot of shit. They would say that to me when I was younger, when I had that, uh, the entertainer personality. And so now I, I'm not too much of a creation, but I love do, I do love creativity. So in saying that, let's keep it going. Make up one's mind. That means to decide. Make up your mind. You probably heard that in movies. That means to hurry up and decide. I'm sick of your shenanigans to make way for. That means to allow space for. Out here in Thailand, you guys already know. You already know my rants. I've talked about so much that a lot of these property developers, condo developers, they are literally just buying out so many small spaces of land to make way for these big condominiums. And who the hell lives in them? Seriously. Oh, yeah. The country that's going to ultimately make its way in here. <laughs> that's a, okay. We know what's going to be happening very, very soon. All right. Because Thailand, boy, they are all about the money. Thailand, they don't like war. They don't like war. Thailand is more of a loving, a loving meaning, like literally speaking, and a money hoarding thing for some top folks in this country. But nonetheless, Unfortunately, it, with you making way with all these condominiums and, of course, Thai people, they, they, there's no way they're going to be able to afford that along with the increase in food and everything else that's happening. So who else is going to buy up these condos? Well, only 49% of the foreigners can, like, occupy a condo. So who are those foreigners? What, what country are those foreigners going to be from? <laughs> okay, get ready, dummies. At the top of this country, you guys have no goddamn clue what you're doing. And by the time you realize it, it's going to be too late. So I, I'm trying to be positive here. All right, mean to, to intend to. Oh, I didn't mean to do that. I know you guys have heard that in movies. Mixed up, meaning some people like African-Americans say, oh, you got me mixed up. Meaning you got me confused. Very poor grammar. You have me confused is better. So mixed up meaning to confuse. Don't mix that up, okay? Don't confuse that specific thing. Music to one's ears. That's very important. I've heard that on the test before. Something that sounds very pleasant. <gasps> Lounge music is music. I do love Ron Galinas. I don't know if you guys have heard him. I don't know if he's a creator or he's a composer but you can find them on YouTube, Spotify. Oh man, there is one specific video I always come back to, it's two hours worth of just beats. I literally, he created that April of 2016 
And I comment almost every year or two years saying I'm back and I'm still listening to this. It's so nostalgic because I know where I was six years ago and then five years ago when I commented, four years ago, three years ago, two years ago, seeing where I am today and looking back and saying, oh, I wish I could just go back and I wish I took those snapshots and memories of everything that happened. Oh, it's just music to one's ears, lounge music and the piano. Oh, the piano. Let's keep it going. A nervous wreck, someone who is very nervous. My student today, Andrea, she's like, I'm a nervous wreck. I said, oh, tell me something I don't already know. You need to calm the f down. That's what I always tell her. Oh, I'm so nervous. Do you think I'm going to do? Should I buy more hours? I say, hell no. <laughs> okay, you don't need no more hours. Go in there. Go get that TOEFL IBT. Just because the sorry-ass testing center out there in Orlando literally invents with their mind and probably just writes a whole bunch of numbers on a paper indicated that you are a 21, although we I know that you're a 29. Go to the other place in Gainesville, March 12th, get that score, and let's go IG Live and celebrate it. And let me get that discount from your developing husband, who is a website developer. Okay, let's celebrate together. Let's do it. Okay, let's keep it going. Next to nothing. That means very little money. Oh, I have next to nothing. Ooh, coming from the family I do, do you know how many times I heard that? And you know what? I never took responsibility for any of it. Let's put it that way. No doubt about it, meaning certainly. Oh, there's no doubt about it. Our city, are you coming tomorrow? There's no doubt about it. Okay, absolutely I'm coming. No harm done. There was no damage done. That's, a, you know, that happens during meetings, maybe. Oh, I'm so sorry I said that. Hey, no harm done. But you are fired. No, I'm kidding. Not at all, not in any way. Not believe one's ears or eyes. That means to be unable to believe what one hears or sees. And then the last one, not think much of, not like, not have a good opinion of. I've heard this on one of the TOEFL audios, okay? I don't think much of him. Meaning, you know what? I just don't like him. Right. And I remember on one of the audios, I can't remember which one it was. It had to be probably module eight, nine or 10 on my course. She said that she said that she said, oh, I don't think much of him meaning. Oh, I really don't give a damn about him. I don't really like him. That's what that means. So people, these idioms are everything in the world. So you got to make sure you memorize them, not memorize all of them, but just be prepared. That's why I give you stories. So anytime you hear that, you remember my story. Therefore, you can answer the right, <laughs> you can get the right answer. Okay. TOEFL ITP, baby. That is the end of 1.7 lesson. Thank you so much for tuning in. Stay tuned for more. I'm your crazy host as always. Over and out.